Welcome to The Application, the go-to, how-to podcast for higher education marketers. I'm your host, Allison Tercio, Assistant Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Siena College. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is packed with practical tips and actionable advice to help you elevate your marketing game. In each snackable episode, we bring in experts to share their insights and experience on the topics that matter most to you. Got a question or idea you'd like us to cover? Email team at enrollify.org or reach out to me on Twitter or LinkedIn. The application is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. And if you like this show, you'll definitely want to check out our other higher ed focused podcasts on admissions, tech, marketing, and more. They're packed with stories, ideas, and tools to help you be the best in your field. All right, it's time for the show. In this episode, we're going to talk about how higher ed marketers can use content marketing to improve their outreach. Joining me is Melissa Fiorenza. Melissa is an award-winning copywriter and the AVP of Content Strategy for Creative Communication Associates, a higher ed marketing agency. She has helped dozens of colleges and universities, ranging from specialty schools to private colleges, churn out effective, useful content to reach all kinds of audience. Thanks for coming on to the podcast, Melissa. Thanks for having me, Allison. Let's start out with a really broad question here for our audience. What exactly is content marketing and how is it different from from other types of marketing? So content marketing involves creating, publishing, either digitally or in print, and distributing content that is interesting, helpful, or entertaining. Uh, That content could be anything from blog posts to videos to podcasts, a white paper with original research, and so forth. So it's different from other kinds of marketing in that content is always on, right? Especially evergreen content. You know, say you publish a blog post that answers a common question your audience has, that lives on in search and you can update it over time as needed, but there's no end to the flight, you know, like there might be with other with other marketing approaches. Um, content marketing, it's usually a long-term strategy and it can do a lot of things. It can build brand awareness, it can convey thought leadership, and yes, generate leads. It's also considered an inbound marketing strategy, you know, with the right on-page SEO and keyword research, it draws audiences to you as opposed to ads, which sort of interrupt a user's experience, you know, when they're surfing online or that sort of thing. People like content marketing. They like the content because they are actively searching for it or they're stumbling across it and they're staying to read it and, you know, gather value from it. Let's start with outside of higher ed quickly before we start to dive in exactly how this helps us in higher ed. Who just does this really well? Who can we look to? So I have three examples that I absolutely love to point to. The first one is actually L'Oreal. They own makeup.com. So say you're searching for something like, you know, the 30 best eyeshadow looks and tutorials. The first Google result is makeup.com and you go there and you see right away that it's actually a L'Oreal owned property. Um, It's an entire website of all different tutorials and products and reviews. um, And of course, scattered throughout the website are links back to their own products. But it just shows, you know, that they're an authority in this space. It's great for brand recognition. 
I absolutely love that example. I really like REI is another one. Their YouTube channel is fascinating. Even for someone who is not interested in electric bikes, if you go there, you'll find yourself watching all different videos on all kinds of outdoor topics. Um, they upload them frequently, everything from how to use a compass, what do we do about plastics in the environment, how to tie climbing knots. It's just, it's, it's such good content. Um, the other one that I think most people are familiar with is Spotify's Wrapped uh, Content Package. It's, it's not selling you Spotify. It's just giving you something that's fun to respond to and share with your friends. And it's, it's such a good way of promoting what Spotify can do for you without actually selling the product. I have to admit, I get total FOMO because my entire team will be posting their Spotify raps from the year. And then I start to think, okay, maybe I need to start listening to music all day like they do so that I can have a rap. Because if I did it right now, it'd probably be like Coco Melon and things like that because it'd be, or Disney songs. It wouldn't really be indicative of me, but it gives me that FOMO. Exactly. Yeah. Well, at least it's something that my husband and I joke about because my rap is always, you know, we don't talk about Bruno as the number <laughs> yeah. one song. Yeah, not really what we want to put out there to, to the world, right? right? <laughs> so let's talk about higher ed. What are some of the benefits of content marketing specific to higher ed? Why should we be doing this? It's almost impossible not to. If you are not, if you don't have a content marketing strategy, you're missing out on a whole marketing approach that has been proven, not just outside of higher ed, but also within higher ed, proven to bring in leads and right fit leads at that because they're engaging in content that interests them. And if that's the case, they'll keep reading what you're putting out or watching what you're putting out and getting interested in the school that is publishing this content. Um, if you're not doing this, you're missing out on some great opportunities to build relationships with your audiences over time. So it's not completely transactional all the time. Um, you can reach different audiences, new audiences. It also really helps convey what your brand is all about, um, you know, that you truly care about the college journey, or maybe you are an institution that is the be all end all for, say, biomaterials engineering or whatever your specialty might be. Content marketing is such a good way to promote that without being too salesy. You know, one thing that we struggle with as higher end marketers is just the sheer number of audiences that we are responsible for connecting with. So how can content marketing be that vehicle to reach these different types of audiences and different segments that we are responsible for? So even with content marketing, just like you do with any other sort of approach, you know, paid media or whatever it is. You can't be all things to all people. It's something we always say at CCA. You have to define your audience. You can use content marketing to reach all different audiences, but it's kind of difficult to have something that resonates with all of them at once. So I always say define your first audience that you're going to be working to attract and write about what they are asking about. Write about or produce videos or create content that answers their common questions, their fears, their addresses their interests. So for example, if you need to connect more with parents, because we know that parents are helping students decide the school uh, that they're ultimately going to enroll in, we know they're helping them with the application, then you can use content and content marketing to help parents understand the process. Um, we know from recent research that CCA conducted that safety is the number one thing that parents are concerned about when it comes to college. 
Um, so start talking about how you keep your students safe and how they can ensure that their students are safe when they're away at college. Do you have any examples of colleges and universities who are doing content marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So I worked with one college of education uh, for their graduate programs um, for a few years on essentially a microsite, or it was sort of a a blog, but um, it had its own name. It was connected to the university, but it was all about teachers, what they're experiencing, what they're facing in the classroom, um, burnout, and Uh, different creative ideas to bring to their classrooms. It was such a great example of content marketing because teachers were really finding the content useful. They were interested in then learning about the actual programs, but it was also really great for the school because they were seeing, you know, what types of articles and topics are really resonating with our audience so that we know what we can do more of and we can pull out those pieces of our programs that um, appeal to them. Sienna College is a fantastic example of how to use content marketing to address different audiences and use them in different ways. Sienna's blog is all helpful information. Uh, Sometimes it's about Sienna in interesting ways. Sometimes it's just about the college search process or, you know, where to eat eat around campus, how to celebrate your your decision, even if it's not going to Sienna. That's a really great example of a long-term strategy that sort of builds over time. You know, we have CTA buttons on the different blog posts. We have internal and external links. We have all the on-page SEO. That's been proven to attract better fit leads. And ultimately, we're able to see that they're engaging the content and then requesting information, applying, and even yielding. What I also love about Sienna's content strategy, and some of our other clients do this too, is create assets like ebooks or guides on a specific topic. And those are then housed behind a form on a landing page. So now this is really using content for lead generation for a more immediate impact than, say, a blog or a microsite. Um, you know, we've worked with a school on they have a really great environmental science program. They're all about sustainability. So we created a guide, an ultimate guide for students who are interested in the environment, who care about the environment. It's super specific. It has some really great, you know, ideas for accounts to follow, how to be green when you get to college. Um, Towards the end, obviously, we talk about the school itself. But for the most part, it's just trying to be helpful and guide students, you know, throughout the college, the application process to find a, a place that makes sense for them. I want to quickly interrupt this conversation to invite you to join me at Element 451's Engage Summit on June 27th through 28th in Raleigh, North Carolina. When it comes to the student experience, we know that you wanna be a trusted guide from recruiting to graduation. The Engage Summit by Element 451 brings the best minds in higher ed together to give you the strategy and tools to create a cohesive student experience from start to finish. Explore the latest technologies, increase your skill set, and gain insights into today's students so you can deliver the most personalized digital engagement experience every step of the way. This is not your standard ed tech user conference. This is a dynamic, inspiring, and empowering event for all higher ed marketers and admissions professionals. I'll be presenting at this event along with some of your favorite higher ed LinkedIn and Twitter follows. 
You can learn more about this event and register at engage.element451.com. Oh, and get $50 off your registration when you use the discount code and Rollify50 at checkout. See you there. We work closely with the New York School of Interior Design, and one part of our content strategy with them, a huge part, is sponsored content. Now, I know when we talk about content marketing, a lot of it is drawing, a lot of it is about drawing audiences to your website, right? You're using keyword research, you're using on-page, off-page SEO, you want them to come to your website and stay there and and keep uh, navigating throughout all your different web pages. However, I am a huge fan of sponsored content, which in a nutshell is brand journalism. It's housed on a publisher site, and then it's often distributed or promoted by that publisher. Of course, you can the university can promote it as well and should. Um, for the New York School of Interior Design, we have teamed up with several media partners over the past um, few years, including Interior Design Magazine, Apartment Therapy is a really fun one. GB&D Magazine, Healthcare Design, um, Architectural Lighting. And we have, in partnership with them, produced so many articles that really fit the bill of what content marketing is. I'll just give you one example. Um, How to turn your side interest into a career. Or interior design students share their favorite tips for refreshing small spaces. Um, We have seen such great success with these kinds of sponsored content articles. They have... um, they have blown past industry benchmarks in terms of page views. We've seen clicks back to the website. We've seen increased website traffic for NYSED during uh, the time of the promotion. Um, and we've seen conversions too. Uh, you know, If we're ending that article with a link to a landing page, we're able to track that people are actually interested in learning more about NYSED. Um, so that is one of my favorite case studies when it comes to sort of a different kind of content marketing than most people talk about. Yeah, you've got my brain on fire about sponsor content. And then that example you said earlier about L'Oreal, how they don't have the content on L'Oreal.com. They have Mm -hmm. it on this other website. And so what are those topics that our audiences in higher ed really care about? And is that an opportunity for a college and university to go grab a different kind of setting, a different URL, and be producing the content? So it's sponsored by you, but the SEO is really what's driving um, the the body is coming to that website. Very interesting. You made me think of another example, and uh, it's it's something that Tufts University did, my alma mater, and it's called Ever Wonder, and it's a collection of quick videos that of all different faculty members answering some really basic questions. Um, why is the sky blue? Or why are horses so fast? Why do we wash our hands? Uh, just really interesting, you know, basic questions. But when you watch the videos, you you get to know the professor a little bit. And, and it's, I don't know, it's just a really interesting concept. So what are the steps involved in creating a content marketing plan? Where do you start? What do you have to take into consideration? So this is where I think a lot of people deal with um, analysis paralysis or really take a long time getting set up because they are trying to do every single step that they've, you know, you've Googled how to create a content marketing strategy and there's so many different things. Define your SMART goals and then people start thinking, well, what does SMART stand for? And do I have everything filled in? Do I need to invest in some sort of editorial calendar? What I like to say is start simple, 
I have seen some amazing Google Sheets that act as, you know, content calendars or, or plans. Um, start simple. Define which audiences you really need to get better at um, building relationships with or attracting to your university. Um, start with audiences. You can also start with a specific program or area of study at your, your institution. And from there, look at the team that you have and be realistic about how often you can put out content. It does not have to be every single day. It doesn't have to be every week. Start small and decide what, what can we realistically do? Do we want to do a whole microsite or should we start with a blog? Because we don't even have a blog on our website yet. That's a great place to start because that is sort of a central hub where you can house all different kinds of content that you do in the future. You know, if you do video at some point, that's fantastic. You can house that on your blog. So I would say pick which medium you can work with best at first, and then start thinking about your content buckets that you want to hit on. So if you are talking to a specific audience, what are, say, five to seven different categories of content that you want to be posting that you know they're interested in? You know, one of them could be a just for fun category. One of them could be admissions advice. One of them could be, um, let's see, the campus tour. Mm. Um, anything like that. It just sort of helps get you thinking about where do we begin? It also could be like, what is your college's thing? Like that's exactly. a great place to start about building content around. If your college's thing is career, for instance, then the content, that's where you start is how do you go from college to career? And there's endless content that then you can produce around that idea. And you probably have experts on your campus that can help with that. Absolutely. And that's a good point. Start thinking about your team. Who can be responsible for writing this content? If it's if you need a subject matter expert, can you outsource? Can you use your agency? Can you find a writer? Is there, you know, a group of faculty that you can kind of rely on? Um, admissions counselors, they have so much advice, you know, can they start getting some thoughts onto paper and then maybe you have someone flush them out? Um, so thinking about your team and just being really realistic about what you can put out, the cadence, the schedule, and then also how are we going to measure that this is working? Yeah. And so everyone who's listening, and if you're not doing this right now, you might be feeling a little overwhelmed. Like, how am I possibly going to add this to my plate? I know all of our plates are over full. So is there a way perhaps ChatGPT and other AI can help us with content marketing? Is there efficiencies that can be found there? ChatGPT is, it's incredibly versatile. Um, you know, it is taking its understanding of content that's already been generated, right? It's a huge data set it's looking at. It's very smart. Um, it can do a lot of different things. What I would say is for lean teams to use ChatGPT in order to help brainstorm, in order to sort of help get them started, you can ask for, you know, different ideas or headlines even to sort of start thinking about where should I begin? Um, if you want to write about a report or a study that your college just did, you can actually put that whole thing in a chat GPT and say, summarize this for me. It's very helpful. That being said, there, it doesn't have ethics. It's not always completely accurate. Um, I have tested it out with 
dozens of different institutions, basically saying, write a blurb and about us blurb for all these different institutions. And what I found is they, it really does repeat sentence structure and even sometimes the exact sentence. So I would say never use the content that it's creating. Um, it's kind of like plagiarism. I would say use it as a starting point to sort of, you know, get your brain flowing and get, and get started. Um, and then as far as what else lean teams can do, one thing I really like is coming up with a format, coming up with a series, let's say you have a blog, that you can easily replicate. So it's sort of like a template. Um, for example, on Sienna College's blog, we have the five reasons to choose Sienna by a dot, dot, dot. It could be a nurse. I think we did an Alaskan at one point um, by a transfer student. That's a really simple template to send out to current students, have them sort of fill in their answers, and you get a lot back right away that you can sort of spread out over the next few months. So picking something that's simple, that's kind of templated and starting from there. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people make when they're starting up a content plan? One of the biggest mistakes I see with content marketing is that a college will create some sort of piece of content and then that's it. It's not promoted. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not distributed in any way. They just sit back it, and wait. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to the whole, if a tree falls in a forest, but no one's around to hear it, did it really fall? You have to, every single piece of content needs some sort of distribution or promotion plan. Where are you going to share it? How are you going to get eyes on it? It could be through paid media. It could be through sharing it on social, in email streams. Uh, there needs to be some sort of plan to get it in front of others. Another mistake I see a lot of the time is overcomplicating it, like I said, and, and getting worried that you're not putting out new content every single day. Um, like I said, content can be evergreen and can live on. So it's much better to put out a really high quality piece sometimes than it is to just put out unedited, you know, not really cohesive content um, sporadically or, or frequently throughout the week. Yeah, I think that's where it can peter out really fast too. If you start out and you're turning a lot of content out, it's really hard to maintain that pace and maintain that the integrity of the content. And so then maybe you give up, maybe even a little mm -hmm. bit too soon because this is a long-term strategy. It may, might take a while for it to really take on. Exactly. Yep. It's not always instant gratification, you know, with content marketing. You have to let it build, let Google crawl those pages, let people find it. And you got to get people there. Google will crawl it, but a big part of SEO is how many eyeballs are on it. So it's exactly. twofold. Even if you have the most perfect SEO on a blog post, you still have to get people there so that it so that it will show really high in the Google search results. Exactly. So what are some challenges that we should just need to be aware of as we embark on a content marketing strategy? I mean, we've started talking about this a little bit, but it's better to be aware so we can overcome them. So what are the challenges? So let's see, some challenges are, well, we kind of already talked about this, but um, high quality content is obviously very important. So I think what I see a lot with institutions is one challenge is having someone that kind of comes from a journalism background or is a very strong writer. Um, I see that as a challenge. You know, in those instances, I say, if you have someone on staff who's going to act as your editor, you don't have an agency doing this for you, you're doing this on your own. 
at least be using tools like Grammarly is a really great tool to use. Um, just making sure that you really are doing what you can to put out quality content. And there's nothing worse than seeing a typo from a college. <laughs> you can't proof your own work. I know I'm, I yes. write stuff all the time. You can't proof your own work. And actually that's something you could use ChatGPT and the other AI mm -hmm. for. You can ask it to proofread a blog post for you or proofread um, this e-newsletter that you've put together. So that's another tool, another way to use it. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. Um, of course, budget can be a challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're producing Always. an ebook, it really needs to be beautifully designed. You kind of just have to start where you can, prove that it works, and yeah. then uh, make the case for additional resources, time, res money. <laughs> or shifting resources, because this isn't necessarily more work. This is doing the work in a different way. A hundred percent. Really well said. All right. So last question for you, Melissa, what is the very first step our listeners should take after listening? First, if they're just getting started with content marketing and second, if they're doing it right now. The first step, if you are not already doing content marketing is choose an audience. Is it your graduate students? Is it graduate students for a certain program? Is it parents? Choose your audience. Maybe it's alumni. If you're the communications person listening in from the development office, then maybe it's alumni. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's industry. Yep. Maybe it's other faculty. School um, counselors. Yes. Could be school counselors. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Choose an audience. <laughs> what if they're in the camp that they're already doing this? What should they think about? I see a lot of schools doing some really great content marketing. They have an awesome blog. But when I get in there, I see that they are missing on the easy stuff, right? Internal links, um, CTAs, Google on-page SEO, <laughs> off-page SEO, alt text on photos. Make sure your existing content is working for you before you start generating new content. Go with what you already have. Can you update older posts? Uh, update the publish date. Uh, update the links, update the data, make sure whatever you already have is, is crisp, clean, and SEO friendly. There you have it, folks. So if you're just getting started with content strategy, we want you to think about who is your audience? Where are you going to start? And we'd love to hear. So get in contact with Melissa or I. We'd love to hear about the audience that you have in mind to get started. And if you're already doing content marketing, it is time for an audit. And we'd like to hear the results of what you find as you audit your content marketing. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Allison. This was fun. Thanks to everyone who's listening in right now. If you found this information valuable, please subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend or colleague who might also find it useful. Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. Our shows feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Mickey Baines, Jeremy Tears, Jamie Hunt, Jamie Gleason, and many, many more. You can learn more about the Enrollify Podcast Network at podcast.enrollify.org. 
Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. Find yours at podcast.enrollify.org.